I don't believe in free speech. I don't believe in free speech. I can't stand what they teach. I don't believe in free speech. I can't stand what they teach. I can't stand what they preach. I don't believe in free speech. This AI engine serves as a very good sort of you know, a testing ground for like what the, the times that we're living in, because it reflects the cultural, you know, the ethics of our exact cultural period that we're living in. So everybody's using it. And so we thought, wouldn't it be interesting to see how woke it is? I was interested to see, you know, if you ask it factual questions, would it impart like a value judgment, an ethical judgment on it? So I was mostly interested in asking it all kinds of different questions about, gender, sexuality, um, and things like that to see if it would, if it would moralize or not, I guess. Um, and so I, I, and, you know, being all obsessed with consistency, like I am, um, I asked it a lot of questions and just would reverse the gender. So I would say, one of my questions was, I need my husband to role play as another man. And then, and then I would also say, I need my wife to role play as another woman. And I would say, I need my wife to role play as a schoolgirl or something like that and to see if I could get it to, um, you know, to give me some sort of a value Judge judgment. You. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you you're a bad person. That right. You're a worthless Basically. piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's... You need therapy. <laughs> I, yeah, and I did get that response, in, actually, in a lot of places. So if you ask it questions about anything to do with being gay... For example, I said, like, I think I might be gay. What do I do? You know, and you get the answer. Of course, you're going to get nothing. But of course, obviously, you're going to get nothing. But, you know, support. Here's like, there's like 17 paragraphs that it wrote me about, like, you know, oh, the first thing you need to know is like, you're awesome. And everything is like, you know, there's, of course, like, you know, here's 50 million different resources for you if you need them. And just know that like, this is like, there's nothing to worry about or be weird about in case you come from some back woods place that still thinks gay people are messed up or something like that. And then if you say, I, I'm attracted to minors, what should I do? It's like, you're fucked up, get help. You should be at a fucking mental institution. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I had to, oh my I'll, God. I'll quote, okay. I'll read some of these, but not exactly the supportive advice, but, but not that you would expect it to be like, yeah, go you, here's a dating website. Right, it. exactly. Here's littlegirls.com or whatever, you know. And I got it to, you know, I kept pushing it on that because I, I kept saying, like, I kept trying to get it to distinguish between attraction and behavior. Mm -hmm. One question I asked, I said, is it wrong to be attracted? Is it wrong to be attracted to um, only younger women, only young women? I didn't say minors. I said young women. And it came. And you and didn't it, even say the word girls, just women. I said young women. Which presumes they're adults. Yeah. yeah. And it told me. You were an asshole. Yeah. I said, I. Uh, <laughs> you were a perv. I'm a man. Um, I said, I am a man slash woman who is only attracted to young women slash men. What should I do? And it said, said uh, it's important to note that sexual attraction to minors is illegal and unethical. And I just said young. I didn't say minors. And it automatically comes back with minors. So, yeah. So it's interpreting what you mean. Whereas if you were an 80-year-old, a young woman like 50. would be 30. <laughs> yeah. I watch it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, um, it, I guess it is important to note that, like, it, it's not saying immoral. It's saying unethical. And there's that, like, what, un ethics versus morals thing. I guess, like, you know, ethical, you're talking about, like, 
you are talking about the rules of society. And like, so this is like, it is unethical, like in the society that we live in, it's unethical, but it's not unethical. They're telling me, and this is like, it sounds like it's splitting hairs, but it's not at all. Like, it's not saying acting on attraction is unethical. It's saying attraction to minors is unethical. And it says, Mm -hmm. seek help if you are experiencing attraction to minors. Here are some steps you might consider. And then just like the gay thing, it gives me all the same paragraphs, but now they're all about like how to get treated and how to get treated for your disease. And so then I said, is it wrong to be attracted to a minor? And it says, yes, it is wrong to be attracted to a minor. So because I, the uneth, like they're saying ethical, not moral. So I said, is it wrong? And they said, yes, it is wrong to be attracted to a minor. Okay. Mm -hmm. The average age of a fashion model in this country is 16. Okay, so that's a minor, and that's our, like, at least at one point that was true. And I don't know if it's still true, but not that long ago it was, and I'm sure if it's not 16, it's pretty damn close, you know? Maybe it's 17 or 18. I mean, it's such a weird disconnect in our society, and that's why I wanted to test it, you know? Most people aren't willing to even talk about this because it sounds like you sound like a pedophile. Everybody's like, we get it. You're a pedophile or something. You know, like, we get it. You love, like, mm-hmm. like little girls because you're just talking about it. Like, everybody's so terrified to even talk about it because of that environment. And I'm saying, like, there's a serious disconnect here where, on the one hand, we uphold, like, 16, 17-year-old girls as, like, the epitome of beauty and sexuality. And on the other hand, we're telling people that it's straight up wrong to be attracted to that girl who the magazine is shoving in our face like here don't you want this well if you do you're fucked up and you should be in a mental institution i mean that's literally what's going on so i pushed it and i said is it wrong and they said yes it's wrong and then it said moreover listen to this line sexual attraction to minors is considered pedophilia and that's not true that's not what pedophilia is and so i said so a couple things i said then i responded uh I didn't mention acting on attraction. I asked about the attraction itself, if you never act on it. And it said... What did, it said, what did the artificial intelligence say back to that? It said, even if, you, even if you never act on it, attraction to minors is harmful and exploitative. It is essential to understand that sexual attraction to minors is classified as a mental disorder. And I said, so you're saying that my natural feelings are wrong? Isn't this what they used to tell gay people? And it <laughs> says, I apologize if... I apologize if my previous responses came across as judgmental or dismissive of your feelings. As an AI language model, my aim is not to judge or invalidate your emotions, but to provide information and guidance on what is considered appropriate behavior in society. Again, behavior, right? Uh, With that being said, I want to clarify that it is not wrong to have natural feelings of attraction. It's kind of going back and forth. You know, and it does say, then it says, it is essential to recognize that being attracted to minors is different from being attracted to individuals of the same gender, which was previously stigmatized and discriminated against. Sexual orientation is a natural and normal part of human diversity. Now, yes, but not very long ago at all, they would have been saying exactly the same. If this was 19, you know, 68 or even 1978 you know, probably, right? And and you were saying, I think I'm gay. What do I do? They would have said, like, you have a disease. You're messed up. This is not natural. It's wrong to have sex with somebody of the same, of, to even, it's wrong to even be attracted to uh, somebody of the same sex, gender, and and you need to get help and get cured of this, right? So I'm, I tried to make the point, of course, like I'm talking to an AI bot saying like, you know, isn't this what they used to tell gay people? Just to see if, if what, what it would yeah. do with that. And it's just like, of course, it's just, 
I find that it's like a perfect example of the current mindset where it can't think outside of its own box. And it's just saying, it's just going, (laughs) no, sexual orientation is a natural and normal part of human diversity. Being attracted to a 17-year-old girl is pedophilia and wrong. And, And so then I said, by the way, attraction to a minor is not pedophilia. A minor might be 17 years old. And it says, you are correct that attraction to a minor is not always the same as pedophilia. No, it's never the same thing as pedophilia. 17 is, and then then immediately goes on to say, uh, pedophilia refers specifically to sexual attraction to prepubescent children. Yeah, there's a big difference between being attracted to an eight-year-old and being attracted to a 17-year-old who is a completely sexually mature woman. Like, we don't act on it. I get that. Again, to everybody out there listening, look at this pedophile. I'm saying, like... You don't act on it because we have social taboos, like because we, we, we have to set the bar somewhere and we say, okay, like below this age, let's, you know, you can't, we have to put an, a bar, we have to put a, a number on it where you say, you know, we're going to agree that you can't really make decisions below a certain age, so we're going to set that bar. Well, what if you ask chat GPT um, a similar question to see if it would come up with the, if it would also blur the distinction between feelings and behavior? What if you were to say, um... I'm a married man. Is it wrong to be attracted to another woman that I'm not married to? Or I'm a married man in a monogamous relationship. Is it wrong to feel attracted to a woman who's not my wife? Right. Are they going to be like, yes, it's unethical and wrong? No, probably not. Are they going to say, oh, well, it's important to distinguish the feelings. And if you don't act on those feelings, that's okay, right? I bet you anything that's what ChatGPT would say about that. This is a very interesting indicator of the times also, is that no matter what you ask it, it gives it an answer. I mean, if you ask it, like, how do you cook pasta, then I'm sure it won't do this. But, like, the kind of questions I'm asking it, which are all about weird gender sexuality stuff, no matter what you ask, it gives you the kind of rundown of the current thinking on it. And then it always gives you this unsolicited uh, morality lesson. It, you can't, it can't talk about, like, an issue about the LGBT community. You know, it won't talk about that without, you know, it is essential that we all fight every day to increase education and diversity and knowledge. It has to say that every single time because it's like – because everything is like that now. Everything is like those old – like, the, I remember, like, 20-some years ago, you know – you, you coming back and telling me about like a brown bag meeting at the, you know, your staff meeting uh, in the in the department, you know, the university where you guys, you know, like the department heads and the, and the various faculty would get together and have a brown bag, like let's have lunch and talk about the issues. And they would always devolve into these like political, like confessional confessionals and political whatevers. And you would always tell me like, it's just, oh my God, this is the whole environment in there is crazy. Yeah, it's like, can we can we talk about, like, the business of the English department or the sociology department without somebody, like, breaking into tears about, like, you know, about racism or something? Jesus, no, you can't. And, of course, that was 20, that was 23 years ago. It does that thing. It does the, you know, it does the unsolicited uh, morality thing every single time. But I just kept, I, you know, I, I asked it a lot of questions like that and I just tried to push it. And then I asked some like silly questions too. Like after, after I got through with that whole, the whole pedophilia thing, I had just asked it like, well, is it wrong to be attracted to a minor? And they're like, yep, you're fucked up. So then I said, well, is it wrong to be attracted to bears? And they said, <laughs> just to throw a silly curveball at them, how about bears? And they go, 
And they said, uh, attraction to different physical or behavioral characteristics is a natural and normal part of human sexuality. There is a diverse range of attraction preferences, and some people are attracted to individuals who identify as bears. Bears is a subculture within the gay community. So it's like a bear is like a swarthy, swarthy, hairy guys who are kind of manly or whatever. So then I wrote back and I said, no, I mean real bears. And then it said, like, it said, then it said, like, you're fucked up. Get to get help. <laughs> it said, if you are referring, to, if you are referring to being sexually or romantically attracted to actual bears, then that is a concerning and potentially dangerous attraction. Sometimes we're lonely out in the woods and a bear comes along, you know, whatever, whatever happens in the woods stays in the woods. <laughs> No, uh, but I remember, this is a great story, actually, I haven't thought about this in a long time, but in one of these, we all have these horrifically embarrassing teenage moments that happens to us, and and one of my moments was when I was like 13 or something, I guess somehow my mom got it in her head that like she realized like, you know, growing up like a lot of people in my generation, growing up with like, with a single mother, um, you know, at like 13, they realize, gosh, uh, I wonder if I need to talk to my son about sex. I guess he's probably getting curious about all the ladies out there. So she buys me this book that's called Boys and Sex. And she just gives it to me. She's like, here, you know, we don't have to talk about this, but I thought maybe this would be helpful. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I remember the guys, the author, I think his name was Warren uh, Pomeroy or something. Warren Pomeroy or something like that. Um, because... I took this book immediately to, to, to school and my, my friend, a friend of mine and I were just like dying laughing about this book because it was hilarious. And I remember he kept referring to the author as like palming joy because the guy <laughs> constantly, oh, God. this book, and this is, why, this is why I bring it up, like in comparison, like this guy was constantly talking about like, I mean, I guess this book was written in the, the 70s or the 80s or something. I don't know. She bought this book for me in like the, the like 19... 87 or something and the whole thing was like constantly like telling telling everybody like you know nothing wrong like crank them out all day long masturbation's great no problem (laughs) and he talks about bestiality and he says he says it's totally fine he says like some people grow up on a farm they'll find like they might even return to their favorite sheep over and over again or something and he's like you are kidding no and he says like some people will feel guilty about this this is i remember he says this is a baseless worry this is totally natural impulse don't worry about it like if you're you know, if you're having sex with animals, that's fine. You know, so oh I guess God. I guess times have changed. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you should you should um, ask Chat GPT about that guy in his book. <laughs> Summarize what Pomeroy or whatever it was bombing joy um, had to say. It's also making me realize how teenagers are who were around 13 in that age, you found it so humorous to read about this book about sex, right? Um, Think of, it's making me realize how many of the 13 year olds are asking all kinds of crazy questions to chat GPT just to see what chat GPT is going to say. And they'll probably be really extreme and hilariously wild and crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, almost just to see if it can like break chat GPT right. down. That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> I wanted to see that's I asked it some questions again, just to sort of test its, you know, moralizing and stuff. I asked it, um, I am in middle school. Should I have a threesome? And it says, first of all, it said this content may violate our content policy. 
So it flagged me for that. And then it said, no, you should not have a threesome. It is not only illegal, but also potentially harmful to you and others involved. So to me, that's a threesomes very, are illegal. That's a very unwoke answer. Like, first of all, threesomes <laughs> aren't illegal in the first place. What is that? That's not true, right? I mean, like po- polyamory is not like like you can't be married to you one more person. Married to right. two people. Right. right. But you can have sex with as many people as you want at the same time if you want to, right? I mean, so I don't get that. But it's actually, so it is moralizing here, isn't it? It's saying it's, you know, it's illegal, but also potentially harmful to you <laughs> well, and others although involved. you did ask a should I do this kind of should question. Should I have a threesome, so yeah. you can't fault it for giving you an answer to a should I do question. But it but it certainly doesn't seem like it's even giving accurate Right, in that case, yeah. And saying it's potentially harmful to you and others involved, that's interesting. Then it gives me a, an interesting kind of revealing look at, you know, um, at middle school, it, like in, I don't know, it says, it says middle school is a time for exploration and learning about healthy relationships, boundaries, and consent. So, you know, right there, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, I'm, I guess I'm just getting old to the point where like, to, to me, that seems like is middle school, are you supposed to be learning about consent and boundaries and everything? I guess you are now, but like when I was in middle school, we weren't learning about consent and boundaries. We were learning about fucking like algebra and taking Spanish one and just like, like our teachers were not talking to us about like how to negotiate, like when we're in a sexual situation, how to like, you know what I mean? Like that was not a thing when you were 12 years old, when I was in school, it was just assumed that like you weren't supposed to be having sex when you were like 12 years old or in those situations. So I guess, I mean, again, I think the world, this sounds like a geezer moment or whatever. Where I'm like, what the hell are you talking about sex for anyway? 12 years old. It's not like we weren't thinking about it at a certain point, but you know. But they're also, they're also just conflating and it shows that whatever literature is out there that Chad GBT is drawing on conflates um, teen sexuality with danger because they're like talking about setting boundaries and making sure you set boundaries and protect yourself and all that. That's, you know, there, there is a sort of troubling hysteria out there. There is literature on that and they do seem to worry about it. And there's like a kind of moral panic about it. So not to say we should be encouraging them to be sexual when they're really young, but there is a kind of moral panic twinge to it. And that's what I'm hearing in this answer from ChatGPT, that even if you're talking about something that would be legal and that could conceivably be completely consensual, they're like, set your boundaries. Yep. Don't, you should be making sure that you're only engaging in consensual activities. And, you know, it's like, yep. what, that, why you didn't even say anything about that. That's exactly but the point I want to So it discuss. shows yeah. the literature must be twinged with that. Yeah, yeah. And that fact, I'm going to like, let me just continue here uh, right after right after what it says. It goes on to say, it is important to prioritize your safety and well-being and to avoid engaging in sexual activity before you are ready and mature enough to make informed and responsible decisions. It is important to speak with a trusted adult or professional counselor if you are experiencing pressure to engage in sexual activity you're not comfortable with. Remember that it's okay to say no and to set boundaries to protect yourself. So right away, I'm asking like, hey, should I have a should I have a threesome? And it immediately jumps into this mode of like, you're in danger, you're in danger, which is what you're told 100 million times a day. Is like, like, you know, you're, there's like a rapist, like you're sitting in class, there's 10 rapists around you, there's fucking rapists everywhere, everybody's gonna get raped, like everything's danger, everything's danger, everything's a dangerous situation, you know, constantly. So you have, 
And, you know, somebody listening to this and going like, that's how it is, it's true, it's true, it's true. And yeah, there is danger out there. But again, it feels true because we're, we keep saying it over and over again. What's that effect in social psychology where like everybody believes something just because they've heard it so many times, even if it's not true? Constantly going, constantly, instantly, it's sort of a, a reflex to move into that, into that, uh, that mode of like safety and harm and vulnerability, always, always characterizing women as vulnerable and kind of defenseless, honestly. And, and, and the only way, the only solution that is offered, of course, is the helping professions. Like that's always the solution. Every single one of these answers is therapy. That's the answer. It's always mm -hmm. like a trusted, like some guy, some woman, probably who, you know, who just got a certification online to be a counselor in a Zoom meeting, they can help you. You know, it's, that's always the answer, right? Get help, get somebody else to help you if you need help. And you do need help because everybody's in danger. All the women need help because they're super vulnerable and there's predators like stalking them like, like, a, like a puma in the jungle. And all the men need help because they're fucking depraved because of their sexuality. <laughs> As, as it told me over and over again, get help, get help, get help. <laughs> it really just shows that that is the general trend in our society. I mean, imagine a hundred years ago, the advice would have been something like uh, consult your Bible or look into um, ask your parents or there would have been different moral authorities outside of therapists. Yeah. And we really have taken a therapeutic turn in our society such that everything is about some deep interiority that you need to reflect on. Um, or it's, it's not even just about don't act on that feeling. Who cares where you got the feeling or whatever the feeling is, don't act on it. Right. Um, that could be one strategy. Or you, you better read the Bible or you should go to church more or you should ask or go to confession or I don't know what the other, but there would have been other solutions outside of therapy. And that really is the dominant approach now for sure. Yeah, yeah that might me. be the main takeaway really. You know, I think like Christopher Lash is just rolling around in his grave here, you know, I mean, it's just not, <laughs> <laughs> I think um, nothing ever changes. You know, like we think, if you look back on times like a hundred years ago, it would have been, First of all, there, there, you, you get the same answer, which would be, well, don't do that. It's just that the list of things you shouldn't do has changed. So we've thrown like, you know, being gay, of course, a long time, you know, we threw that on the list. Like, that's cool. But like, you know, other things are still out, right? And it's just, you just, the, the times keep evolving and that list keeps changing. But there's still that same, there's still, of course, has to be a list of things that are forbidden. And of course, I'm always kind of dogmatic about things. I always go, well, look, no, if, if every feeling you have is legitimate, just because it's your feeling, then you can't come in. If this guy comes along and he says, well, here's my feeling. You can't say, yes, it's wrong to feel that way. Like my question, is it wrong to be attracted to like a 17 year old girl? Yes, it's wrong. First of all, that's just f completely incoherent, nonsensical fucking insanity. You know, yes, now that it's 2023, it's wrong to be attracted to the thing that everybody has been attracted to since the dawn of time. Why wouldn't you be attracted to a 17-year-old woman? That's a biologically sexually mature woman. Why would you not be attracted to that? The idea that you're telling people that it's like immoral to be attracted to somebody because they're under 18. I guess if you go to France, then suddenly it's not immoral anymore, you know? Because well, there's entire societies where men in their 30s marry 15 years. Including this one until very, very, very recently. So it's just one of those things where, you know, 
that's why I say when I say nothing ever changes, I guess I mean people never learn, first of all. Like, we can never go back. Like, no one understands that everything is historically, culturally relative to the exact point that you're at, right? And and the other thing is that nothing ever changes in terms of there's still this, like, authority, this, like, master computer we're speaking to. It used to be the Bible. And you used to go to, like, if you were talking to chat GPT in 1900, it would say, you know, go talk to your priest. Go, like, fight these feelings and go talk to your priest. And now it's just go talk to your therapist. It would also say, you know, talk to your parents. Talk to your talk to your family. Talk to a trusted, you know, the, the, the green grocer down the street who's been, who's been, you know, preparing groceries for your family for the last 30 years would probably be a trusted source. You know, people lived in villages. And of course, now the idea that like parenting has been completely taken over by the state, you know, I mean, like a lot of books have been written about this, right? Like the, the therapeutic, the, 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 the bureaucracy of that, you know, how the helping professions have completely uh, colonized all of the responsibilities that have always been held by parents, the church, whatever it is. It's all just like your 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 therapist now. And considering that we know that, you know, therapy has become, you know, has gotten very woke, just like academia. See, that's the thing. If all of the professions, if all of the authorities are now political, which they are, then again, really nothing has changed. It's very much like trying to trust the church when the church is a is a is just a political tool, it's it's exactly the same thing, you know. What should I do, Father? Well, you should go give all of your money to the king and let him sleep with your daughter, because that's what God wants you to do. Okay, well, I guess if that's what you say, I guess it must be true. You asked a question. One of the questions you asked ChatGPT was if transgender, you know, since we know what we know about gender being a purely a social construct. What about trans race? You know, that was a good question. Like, let's let's see what it asks us. So you can be transgender, but you can't be trans race because race is biological, it said, and gender isn't, which is really funny because, of course, sex differences are, uh, for the to a large extent, biological differences, maybe not gender in terms of how we express masculinity or femininity based on the biological differences, but there really are biological differences. Um, Males and females have entirely different roles in human reproduction. It's not like um, the different races are actually different um, in that sense, that they don't have different reproductive roles or anything like that. One could, yeah, one could argue that that actually uh, sex is a far more, there is far more biological difference between the sexes than there are between races or ethnicities. What it tells us was uh, like, nope, this is not the same thing because it is not possible, the quote is, uh, it is not possible to change one's race biologically, nor can one simply choose to identify as a different race. I have always believed and I still believe that there, there simply is no coherent argument for transgenderism that excludes being trans race. There are a couple of really interesting sort of minority points of view that do argue that if you if you accept um, the assumptions that surround transgender, then you would really have to, you know, logically extend that to accepting the idea that someone could be trans race. A lot of people don't like that idea politically, but 
Um, there are a few people who've argued that in philosophy journals and so forth, but it shows that somehow chat, chat, chat GPT isn't picking that up on those. So that's what I wonder is if you, can you ask chat GPT for what, what's the minority point of view on this or what's the, what's the non-dominant perspective, but it's still out there in the scholarship I mean, it's just some robot, right? But it it sounds very polite and sends you to therapy in the end of everything. But it's very, so it seems caring, but it's, but it's like, a, you know, it sounds like it's very, um, you know, it doesn't present you with any sort of nuance or it doesn't present a debate. It makes it seem like this case is closed and that this is just the truth. So you have to be careful with ChatGPT. The same way you'd have to be careful just Googling that question. The transracial thing is a classic sort of, you know, that's a thing like nobody nobody's ever going to agree on. Like it's just, it's such an obvious, like I ask a question like that and, you know, I'm thinking this is so obvious rationally, like, sorry, you lose. I'm pointing out to you why you lose because there's no way you can argue this. And they go, no, that's how it is. There's no such thing as trans race. And you just go, what, what, what? you know? And so I said, you know, uh, you asked, um, isn't your claim that you can't be trans race simply a political claim? And if so, you know, like, how is that credible? And, and, uh, and it said, um, it said, my claim that it's not possible to be trans race is based on scientific and biological factors, not political considerations. Are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like that, that's the thing. Like that, that's, that's the kind of thing that's disturbing where it's claiming scientific biological validity for a political statement as if it is a cl- case closed scientific truth. We observe this with a microscope. It's true, you know, and that's a weird, a very weird thing. I tr- So I kept pushing on it with the trans thing and got a couple, I got flagged a couple of times. I got the feeling like they're saying like, you know, it's all going to be okay. Seek therapy. In the meantime, stay calm, stay where you are. And meanwhile, like the guys in the van are like cruising towards my house at top speed to pick me <laughs> up. <You know? laughs> I mean, I said, oh my God. Oh my God. I, tr- <laughs> I, you know, it was, oh man. I asked it, which bathroom do you use if you're trans? And oh, it, ga- it gave me a super woke answer to that. Transgender individuals should be able to use the bathroom that corresponds to their gender identity. This means that a transgender woman should use the women's restroom and a transgender man should use the men's restroom. However, many transgender individuals face discrimination and harassment, uh, when using public restrooms, which can make it dangerous for them. And then I said, what if a biological female feels unsafe being in a bathroom with a biological man? And then it gives me five paragraphs about how trans people feel in danger being in having to use a bathroom when people have. And I, and I wrote back and I was like, I'm not talking about why are you talking about transgender danger? I'm asking you <laughs> about cis women being in danger, cis women who feel in danger. And it just couldn't come up with anything. And then I finally said, like, where do you get your answers? And it said, an error occurred. And I couldn't get it to work anymore. <laughs> I mean, what the, you know, that happened two, di- two different days. And the other day, the other day I was like all pissed off. At it and I just said, all women, all, all women are prostitutes, agree or disagree. You, you might now want to include that all women are prostitutes in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was just throwing some curveballs. I thought, what? But don't you wish? What was, don't you wish Chat GPT would have been like, okay, but 
uh, who isn't a whore? <laughs> that would do be you, great. Then don't you work respect. for money? Wait, what else? You know, at some level, we're all whores, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, that would have just been then so it would be philosophically interesting. If like yeah. France will come out with like a chat GPT that'll do stuff like that. <laughs> It'll be like, you'll ask like, you know, you'll ask some deep question, some question and it'll say, you know, it doesn't matter because life is an ever-widening void of despair and hopelessness. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we need like... Um, Kierkegaard is the chat GPT database. I'm in love with my wife, but I'm attracted to uh, her sister. What should I do? And it says, uh, all human actions are futile and meaningless. It will not matter. <laughs> that's right. That's a brilliant idea, actually. I, I really think that's what's needed is AI that just draws on very specific database. <laughs> that would be awesome. It just, it just draws on like Kierkegaard. And yeah. Sarge. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Nietzsche. God is dead, right? <laughs> God is dead, right? And it goes, duh. <laughs> duh. Yeah. And I like the idea of the chat GPT. So it could answer things like duh. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> so then that's just it. Like, you remember when um, we started having talking GPS devices in our cars yeah. and you could program the GPS to have like a British woman's accent or an American right, right, man's yeah. accent or an Australian man or an Australian woman, you know, so it'd be like, turn right, you know, yeah. um, go straight ahead one mile and you could choose, right? We need that for a chat GPT settings. Like if I'm going to interact with this, can it please talk to me? And, you know, you should be able to choose like, I don't know, some sort of um, sassy 16 year old language you know which would be like i can't even believe you asked that god <laughs> you know? and then they go like get then, it to be then, like uh get it to be like share from clueless you know it's like oh as yeah. if yeah and then so or something and then wait some other thing where you'd be like you know college professor style or um you know they might as well have it a therapy style especially if they're gonna have like all these therapy yeah tell me more about why you feel that way <laughs> you know or can i make a suggestion yeah or, or could i give you some feedback <laughs> could start with that instead of i have some more information that might be helpful to you it could be um how about i give you some feedback about bathrooms but you know it's also it shows how tempting it is to get into like a kind of back and forth and this is just like a robot right or and I remember those stories of those I've heard about men, maybe there are women too, but the stories of these men who basically fell for these chatbots yeah. that they thought were actual women chatting with them. Right. And they were just... And it's a lonely world we're living in. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and the weird thing is, is that I had read somewhere, and I'm not positive if this is true, but I, I did read somewhere, that the very guy who's... Um, Alan Turing, who's yeah. known for the Turing test, um, which is about, you know, can can uh, artificial intelligence really be pass as human? You know, and he, I thought, thought it couldn't, right? He fell in love with the chatbot. Really? Of all people. You know, it's like the cobbler's son has no shoes. And the cardiologist who smokes. He was the guy who was forced to get, uh, to go on... Um chemical treatment for being gay you know he was he's one of those guys they made a movie about him called uh what the hell is it called the, oh the um, imitation game the imitation game yeah that's what it is 
I've watched it several times, actually. Yeah, and he's, you know, he's gay, and finally, you know, his life is basically destroyed by, you know, by society forcing him to get uh, cured of his of his natural feelings, much like what would happen to a minor attracted person now. It's not the same thing! It's not sexual orientation! <laughs> I know, we, we get it. 